it is March 13th, and I have Dave on, Dave Newsom, my travel buddy. We are hosting the second episode of The Travel Companion. Today, Dave's going to tell us the story about driving across Scandinavia with an uninsured car, heading over to Belarus, not getting into the border, and then we're going to go into a little rant about hostels and people we've met along the way. So, a little bit of everything here. So, without further ado, here's Dave Newsom. Dave, what's up, man? Ah, oh, hello, hello, Luis. We get this deer. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? What are we drinking tonight? Okay, so, yeah, we always start off with beer selection. That's I love it. Um, I have something called Fox or Fax, um, spelled F-A-X-E, and it's 8%, and it's made in Denmark, brewed in Denmark. It's... Denmark, Actually, not the best. Yeah. Not, not, the alcohol not the best taste there, beer, but it's got some. Uh, it's got some. It's a barley malt. It's a very, very. Uh, I would say like a dry. I don't even know what type of beer it is, but it's really strong. <laughs> it's really strong. That's the only reason I started drinking it tonight. Normally, I go for flavor. But like, a, you've got a decent. You can buy beers from because there's nothing like that around. Um, you're fading out a little bit, but you're asking me where did I get it from. Yeah, and like, do you have a good like a beer shop? You like an international beer shop you go to? Um, so I don't know about all of Canada, but Winnipeg especially is huge into craft beer selections. Um, all of our vendors usually have like a wide selection. Like, I mean, typically fifty to a hundred different types of like beers. Um, and then all your regular shit like MGD, Bud Light, Budweiser, Corona, things like that. So, uh, most of our liquor commissions, like our liquor commissions also have a bit of a selection for craft beers, but our, our, our beer vendors have the most diverse. So it's actually pretty cool, man. It's, it's actually really condensed. Um, it, it was, it was nice going to Europe and seeing similar, but different selections or similar like range, but different selections. And also the prices were a lot more attractive in Europe. <laughs> I will say, like, um, I think beer, like language, is specific to the, the country. You know what I'm saying? Um, you'll understand that more when you travel. But, like, would you agree that you go to France and Belgium and Germany and you go to, well, I wouldn't say, like, a Muslim country. You go, there's a specific wherever you go you know yeah totally um you're you're kind of cutting it like you're fading in and out every couple seconds uh just as a heads up there let me see I don't know where you're let me s- see what's going on the old connection here i have the wi-fi here what's going on goddamn technology it's probably the coronavirus dude god yeah, damn, damn five <laughs> damn 5g those damn 5g towers causing autism with vaccines i <laughs> Oh, well, is it like, well, hold. Is, it, is it okay right now, the connection, or no? Nah? Should I fix this? Um, just the past so, minute, have you? Whoa. Um, just say a say a say this. a paragraph so I can see if it cuts in and out. Oh, Jake. No, you're you're fading in and out. Should we just restart? Dave, <laughs> you can hear Hello? me now. Now I can, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to stick with this. I just took off my Wi-Fi, so we're going LTE. So let's go, T-Mobile. Can you, can you deal with this? Let's go. Um, we'll, if you, if, don't be afraid to stop if you can't hear me. But 
because you're telling the story, you'll be doing most of the talking, fortunately. All right. So no, what are we talking about today? What's the story? Oh, geez, I don't know. Um, what we're doing, we're doing effed up stories with David. That's that's, that's the theme, <laughs> oh, I guess, right? <laughs> you you, you got to introduce this place. I'm drunk here. I can't even. Uh, I don't know, man. The show. There's a lot. I feel like you should choose them. Let me take a look at my own little book here. This um... is this is episode two with Dave Newson, by the way. Yeah. I, oh, okay. So I don't know. Um, how about the how about the time? Well, you... There's a rent. There's a rental car situation where we didn't have insurance and we didn't realize until it was like a day before we let's dropped do, off the car. Let's do that because I hear some from so many friends and travelers that want to rent cars but have no idea how to or what it's like overseas. So let's talk about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, do you want me to start with the story itself or the sort yeah. of go to? Let's like, go with the old story and we'll give them the old the details at the end. So if you're if you don't want to. A hilarious story. Go fuck yourself and go to the end. All right, let's go. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so rental cars. Yeah, I rented a lot of cars while I was in Europe. It was pretty cool. Um, like I'd say the gas was pretty. Exp- the gas was like more expensive and more deterring than anything. Um, the one thing about rental cars is a lot of places they charge you cheaper rates th- the older you are, which kind of makes sense from an uh, like an accountability standpoint or a liability standpoint. Anyways, um, I met up with my friend, my old roommate. He met up with me uh, in Brussels. I picked him up in Brussels. or I dropped, I dropped one of my first rental cars off in Brussels. And then him and I took a train to Amsterdam. We spent some time in Amsterdam. And then at the end of the third day, we were discussing where we would go from there. I told him sort of where I was going, and he was just he was improvising for the most part. But uh, we were looking at options, and I was like, man, I really want to tour Scandinavia, but like the trains in Scandinavia are very difficult because just the mountain passes that they have to run through, like there's not many links, there's not many connections, and they take so long, like takes like i don't remember how many hours it would take to get to amsterdam to, from amsterdam to bergen norway for instance oh, but like Jesus, it, probably forever forever yeah like t- too long you know what i mean too much yeah. time wasted so we're looking at like rental car possibilities and uh all the ones in like the netherlands were like really expensive so then we looked up um i think hertz or europe car hertz and europe car uh by the way are the cheapest uh no no catch like no bullshit everything's on the table costs up front kind of kind of car companies that you want to deal with if you go to rent cars in europe don't go with any of the other ones they're all ripoffs um hurts in europe car where it's at um so we i think we went to a europe car but before that we were checking it out on the internet and i mean geez prior to this all the all the rental cars were i'm more expensive than what we had seen so we we booked a we booked a car in hamburg in that's like north central germany i guess and we booked it for i think four days maybe can't remember but i remember the cost came out to like it was like 20 i want to say like 24 euros a day it's like 12 euros 12 euros each so i mean like in my own currency canadian dollars it was like i don't know 18 bucks a day and him and i look at each other and we're like that doesn't seem right we're like let's do it you know what i mean and so we take this car like all the way all the way up through denmark and we drive it into like the Lisford and bergen regions of norway and we went and did an awesome hike in trolltunga um we saw a lot of awesome scenery and needless to say like driving through there's kind of risky like their infrastructure is really good um like there's a lot of like like all the highways are very easy and navigatable, but like some of the mountain pass like roads are very treacherous. You're talking about like a road that's like the width of your desk, and you're trying to 
Trying to, trying to plunge this tiny car around these mountain roads and you have no idea who's coming around the other side, right? It's just like one one bad combination of traffic and you're just getting wrecked. And we drove it all the way through Norway, dude. And then we uh, came back through Sweden and like, we spent some time in Denmark. We went to Copenhagen, went to Malmo. Uh, we had a good time with that rental car. It was, it was really, it's the best way to do it. I mean, you, you go A to B in the fastest time ever. Um, and then... What I realized is on our way back, I had read our insurance, or I read our little pamphlet, a little information book that they gave us. It turns out we didn't have insurance on this car the whole time. Oh my god, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> and and we still had like we still had like I don't know eight hundred thousand more kilometers to go through Sweden, maybe even more than that. And we're just my I was driving with white knuckles trying to make sure I wasn't gonna crash this thing. Like it, you know what I mean? I could have just gotten a flat tire or like just anything could have happened and then I would have been on the hook for like a thirty five thousand euro or twenty thousand wow. euro vehicle, you know what I mean? And insurance there is really messed up. Like there's most most places you're required to have insurance on the car, but for whatever reason, I guess Hamburg in Hamburg you don't. Like because every other every other place I rented a car the insurance was already like um, calculated in the price and you'd be looking at like, like 60, 70 euros a day for the car, you know, like I think in France, like mine was like, oh, I don't know, 80, 90 euros a day and you had an insurance package. So it explained a lot and we were laughing about it. We rolled that car in and high fived each other and <laughs> I don't I don't know how many kilometers we put on that car. Um I have it written down somewhere, but we put on like several thousand, several, several thousand of kilometers. Risky highway driving, like God damn all that and shit. And you didn't Drive. get pulled over a single time? No, so I mean you're we're licensed like it's it's a licensed vehicle, so you're not gonna get pulled over. It's not it doesn't work the same way apparently over there as it does in say North America. Like you have to have insurance on your car for third party liability reasons more than anything right like yeah you know if you crash into a hospital or something and you cause millions <laughs> of dollars of damages to like not only infrastructure but to, say to like cripple someone or something um you can't squeeze blood out of a stone if someone doesn't have that money so you have to have insurance here because if you do that then they can go after your insurance uh ben you can go after your insurance um coverage you know third-party liability for whatever it is a million dollars two million dollars but apparently in parts of europe depending on the i guess country you're in you don't necessarily have to have insurance but you can still drive cars damn and for the people that want to like go overseas i was actually it's kind of it's not a long story but i get lunch down the road at a prison with my neighbor my 80 year old neighbor they have three dollar four course meal uh, meal uh lunches at the prison but anyway there's a guy who's going over there and he was going to rent a car for seven days and drive across Amsterdam and Brussels. Now, for the people that have no idea what's going on, like he was, what what should they know? Like, do you need to drive a stick shift? Do you need a like a AAA uh, insurance? Do you need a an international driver's license? How strict is it? Like, are there consequences if you get pulled over? Um, it's 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 pretty. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It was a lot easier than I had expected. It was. Like, usually the process of picking up the car took less time than it did, like, registering your your request on the internet. So, doing it on the internet's really quick, still, having said that. Um, but anyways, in terms of preparation, uh, one, I would recommend travel insurance um, just for cases like that, because you never know what kind of insurance packages they're going to have over there. 
I don't know if that helps with driving, but that's that's a whole different story. Talk to your insurance agency about that. Um, but I went to, in Canada, we have CAA, which is um, Canadian Automotive Association, I think. And you get a international driver's permit. It cost me 25 or 30 bucks. Um, and it's basically like a, a license that mirrors the validity of your own license from home. So every place asks for it and your passport. So they're going to ask you for your international driving permit, your passport. You go in a little office, you sign your life away, and then you put a <laughs> you put a deposit on. I think the car, and really, it's 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 not it's not anything more complicated than that. I thought there was going to be a lot more red tape. I thought there was going to be a lot more uh, bullshit. I thought there was going to be a lot of hidden costs. But Europe Car and Hertz are very straight up with their prices. Um, so whatever you see on there is pretty much what you pay. God damn. Now, I, while we're on the topic of driving, moving east in Europe, you had this story about not getting across the border of Belarus. Do you want to tell uh, that story? Yeah, so that was kind of dumb. So we picked up a car in Warsaw. I think this was our second day in Warsaw. And we got a rental car. And the reason we got a rental car is because we wanted to go see this famous fortress that's on the border of Poland and Belarus or Belarusia. Um, this fortress withstood uh, withstood a crazy amount of attacks during Operation Barbarossa in World War II. Um, the fortress itself uh, was responsible for 5% of the uh, casualties to the German army, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking about 5% of 400,000 troops, um, these Russians just held onto this fortress for so long before they were just maimed it was like the alamo it was basically like the alamo for russia oh, shit. um yeah really famous uh, old star fortress um similar to the one i got food poisoning in and it's called um geez i forget what it's called i'll look it up here um but anyways we wanted to go see this fortress and this fortress is seriously like it hugs the border it literally hugs the border of poland so i mean you could you could dive across the or you could dive into the bug river swim and you'd be at this fortress so we decided instead of taking like a shoddy train that had a weird train schedule to get there, we would rent a car, make a trip in a day, come back. We got to the border of Belarus, and I mean, man, they are pretty behind their times. Like you go up there, and it's like a, it's like something out of a James Bond novel. Like all the, all the border guards have these like, have these like like uh, <laughs> military caps and everything. They're carrying sidearms. Like they, <laughs> it's a serious looking border. They make you wait too, and they don't tolerate English. Like they just don't. You know what I mean? They're Not quite so... the Canadian border. <laughs> no, and like like and Jarek took this. My my friend Jarek took this rental car out on his card and everything. So he was the one that was driving it, and. He's got his shades on and everything. And I'm like, dude, take your shades off, man. You're talking, you're going to be talking to like border security. He's like, what, man? Why? Yeah, you know, he's got the like, what, what, what's wrong with that, man? I'm just like, come on, man. Like, you're looking at someone in the eyes. And he's like, all right. He's like, take some, take some shades off. Love the man for not being fearless, but like, Jesus, you know. We're at a, que- we're at a questionable border that like, I mean, like, Belarus doesn't even. I'll get, I'll get into those details after. Anyways, we got turned away because apparently our rental car, you're not allowed, we're, we weren't allowed in Ukraine, we weren't allowed in Russia or Belarus. With, wait, why weren't you allowed? With this there? rental car. Oh, the, shit. the insurance okay. papers, yeah. I guess you're, we weren't allowed, we were prohibited. It's like prohibited from travel. 
uh, into those countries. And this is our, our error not reading it. And we got turned away at the border and the guy's like, the guy was pretty pissed off. He's like, we can't, can you read or whatever? And we're like, Oh, sorry. Sorry. Officer. He's like, he was like, now, now you have to wait. And I was like, well, fuck. Okay. So we had to wait like half an hour and then just for him to like flag us in and back around out the, the loop. So we decided to stop by the train station because he said, apparently with the train station, we can get in to Belarusia. We asked him if we could just walk across. And he's like, no, you can't walk across. <laughs> and we're like, but we can take a train across. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> so we go to this train station and he's like, old polish dude is just like looks at us like rolls his eyes like oh foreigners you know what i mean like don't get me wrong i love polish people all my best friends growing up all polish um but they're very like they're very like like cloistered people you know like they don't uh they they won't open up to you too easily and i think that's the case with a lot of cultures and it's it's not i'm not i don't mean it in a mean way it's just it's just the way it is you know like certain cultures like some cultures are just generally more friendly to like foreigners like the dutch are really friendly germans oh, yeah. germans are generally kind of held off but as soon as you start talking to them they'll open up you know but like um like the swedes the norwegians they're all really they're super cloistered and then you have your like polish who just like they just don't give a fuck about anyone you know what i mean yeah i got the same they, sense yeah. um um I think they've just been like dicked around in history that they like they just they've grown up in like a they're they're all their parents and grandparents have grown up in some serious hard times and I think it just sort of reflects through their nature and they're they're very stalwart people man I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm not trying to I'm not trying to diss Polish again love Poland man um you know Polish flag hanging up in my room actually no anyway yeah um I like to have all my best friends Polish through the years and he's anyway so we go to this train station the guy looks at us he's rolling his eyes and. And we're like, uh, do you speak English? And he like shakes his head and he just like points at a sign, like outlining all the rules and everything on like travel. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so we look at this train schedule. There's like three trains. There's three trains that go to Belarusia. And like the next one is in like four hours from where we are. It's like 6 p.m. So it's like we'd have to wait till like 10 p.m. or something. The next one's at like 8 a.m. And then another one is like 4 p.m. the next day. And we're just like, we're kind of train schedule is this like what the hell like, <laughs> there's no other way to get the bus across this border we drove like i don't know it was probably like 40 minutes 50 minutes trying to get to this stupid border Fucking hell. <laughs> and did you get pulled over in any of those eastern european countries at any any time uh well no i mean we didn't even get into eastern europe and i think poles in central europe but like no we didn't get yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't get pulled over but i mean we went we went on to like the advisory board for travel because um Anytime you cross into like the Eastern Bloc or into anywhere other than Northern Europe, I mean, people generally recommend that you look at like travel advisories um, for for travelers. <laughs> Sounds dumb to say, um, and the reason is because there's customs and like belief systems that sometimes will make it dangerous for certain people to travel. And I looked on the travel advisory, and I'm like, holy shit, like, Belarusia, like, they have a zero, zero tolerance for, like, drugs. Like, they, they, they've got a, they, you know, they, they're uh, completely homophobic. Like, they don't, they, don't, they don't like gay people. They don't like, uh, you know, they don't like all these things, you know what I mean? They just, like, they, they're super rough on, like, crime and everything. So, like, you know, that's me and my friend, like, smoking weed while we're on the way there. <laughs> like, Dude, it's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah. Like, you don't mess around. <laughs> no, and, like, people just kind of take this for granted, you know? Like, oh, yeah, just, like, la, 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 from Canada. I don't think about this. And, like, I'm not gay. My buddy's not gay. But, like, I mean, it's just the fact that we're reading all this. And, like, there's all sorts of crazy, like, ramifications for just simple human rights that you take for granted every single day that just 
you're not going to be given those same like treatments if you if you like exude any of those traits you know if they think if they think you smoked weed or something or you know what i mean like or some kind of deviant in any way like they'll tear you out of your car like it's it's kind of freaky yeah I mean, man it's probably I'm... not necessarily totally like that but i mean if your travel advisories are saying that like it's literally like you might as well take it be cautious my yeah. friend that was in asia i can't remember maybe the philippines i can't remember exactly which uh country in asia but he was at the airport and he walked in and he saw this platform that looked like somewhere you would lynch people from and he was talking to someone inside and they said yeah they their drug policies if you have drugs of any kind in you you get hung or executed in some manner immediately like it's so insane for what we're used to, dude. So, like, for anyone that's listening that wants to be Mr. Gung-Ho, like, I'm the badass North American, people give a shit to a degree, but not a whole lot when it comes to their country's policies. So don't be an idiot, you know? Oh, totally, man. It's just another, like, different world, different world dude. Um, oh, by the way, the name for anyone listening is The Breast Fortress. Um, and you can see it, it's right on the, right on the border there. If you guys are interested in war history, but, uh, very, very incredible place. Um, nothing much there today to this day, but, but it looks like the Alamo. It looks like a Russian Alamo, but I mean, like I'm looking, I just looked up the travel advisories for you here. I mean, like, it's just ridiculous what they have here. Like there's a threat of terrorism in Europe, blah, 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 blah. So I mean, like they tell you to stay away from like government buildings. They tell you to stay away from like, places of worship. <laughs> they tell you to stay away from airports, transportation hubs. They tell you not to linger at yeah, coffee shops ridiculous. for too long. It's like, and I know this is all just like being careful and everything, but apparently there's like a problem with like credit card, debit fraud there. Like it's unbelievable, man. Um, I mean, you got to, that's the thing. You have to use some common sense, right? When I first made my first trip to El Salvador ever, my first trip outside of, I'm not going to say North America, but back without my family, I went to El Salvador. And at the time, it was the number one homicide capital of, in the world, dude. You know what I mean? You're got, you shouldn't go there by common sense, or I guess, but we went anyway. And it was the most peaceful place, man. It just depends where you go. So if you're going to travel... Yes, watch the travel advisories and all that, but just use your goddamn brain, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Totally, totally, totally. Now, um, did, when you would you recommend car rental or train? Because it sounds like with car rental, it can be kind of a pain in the ass with insurance and crashing and driving, getting pulled over, going through borders. Like, well, I mean, it gives you more freedom in a sense, uh, but... Well. So, I mean, that's the one exception. Besides that, like, rental cars were perfectly fine. Like, I, I traveled over borders constantly. I went France to Belgium, Belgium to Netherlands, uh, Netherlands to Germany. Um, we went from Germany through Scandinavia, like, through four different countries there. Um, no problem going over most borders. It's just when you go into outside of, like, the, like, European, I guess, uh, I, I guess it would be the EU. Any countries that are within the EU, you're allowed to travel within. So, I mean, it's pretty widespread. It's pretty easy. You have to understand automatic is not a thing there. Automatic transmissions are not a thing. So, yes, you can get an automatic transmission. It's going to cost you a lot because everyone from when they're 14 in Europe learns how to drive a stick. And that's no problem with me. I, I, I love stick, driving stick. All my buddies, like, drive stick. But, like, don't expect... Don't expect it to be the same way here, because, I mean, like, in North America, like, everybody drives, like, stick is the minority here, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you have all, all cars are stick and, uh, gas is expensive. Gas is pretty expensive. Gas is sometimes like twice the amount that you pay here. Um, but the rental prices aren't bad and yeah, the degree of freedom is a lot higher, a lot higher. Yeah. It just depends what you want to see. Like you want to see castle so that you really need the freedom of cars. But if you like Jones and I, we were seeing major cities. So for us, we paid 20 euros for a Flix bus that went eight hours from, say, Amsterdam to Berlin. You can't beat it. You know what I'm saying? You just sleep. You don't worry about anything. But if you want to see specific villages and vineyards and castles, I think rental car is the only way to go, man. Because going from the center of the city to any interesting unknown area is almost impossible really you know true true i mean like even taking metros in in inner city like even taking inner city metros to locations that were within the city sometimes that's enough of a pain and takes long enough um granted a lot of those metros and trams are really like reliable in terms of getting you like a to b still kind of annoying they're gonna nickel and dime you i mean geez like london and paris can't believe how expensive that is london's a ripoff man like do you want to talk about prices? They have their city divided in zones, but almost everything you want to see is always going to be across like one or two zones. So you very rarely get to use a ticket for one zone. And then, yep. of course, you pay more the more zones you go on. So you're like, it's not like seven pounds to like travel like a kilometer sometimes, man. It's insane. It's um, crazy. There's no way around yeah, it, though. You- yeah, you guys, you guys took Flixbus a lot, and I'd like to highlight that for anyone listening, that Flixbus seems like a really good service and a, a good middle ground in terms of availability um, and alternative to, uh, like, trains in terms of rail passes. I feel like if I was going to do a trip again, I would probably use Flix over a rail pass, but the rail pass, like, I don't know, trains are also just another kind of experience. I'd say trains are, are definitely more comfortable than buses. Um, it's a lot less, lot less motion because you're not going like side to side all the time, turning, stopping so much. Um, you have more space, and yeah, there's just like there's there's pros and cons to both really. But Flixbus was interesting. You're telling me like you you could travel from like what was your ticket from like Rome to southern France? We were gonna meet up, and you told me it was like. It was like 20 bucks or something. Dude, we, Jones and I did not pay more than 30 euros. 30 euros for any trip, any trip for six weeks. No trip. The most we paid for any transportation was 50 euros. That was the only, one of the only flights we took. 50 euros, man. So Flixbus, for anyone that wants to save a penny, I recommend it. Because you can book it last minute. You know it's going to be there. It's easy to find. There's widespread too. They're widespread. everywhere. There's everywhere, dude. And honestly, I knew a guy that that could get me a voucher that it was a flat fee of twenty euros. So if there was a hundred and twenty euro trip, it would cost me twenty. Now I never used it that trip, but that gave me that extra freedom to say, "All right, fuck it. I want to save like a hundred hundred euros. I'll I'll use that voucher." You know. So again. It's not like America. I will say I have not taken a single coach in North America, but they're pretty bad over here. They're kind of like the bad connotation towards them. The infrastructure is not the same. In Europe, there's Blah Blah Bus and Flixbus and a few others, but those are the two main ones. And they're tremendous. They have Wi-Fi. They have nice bathrooms, not shit bathrooms, nice leg room. They have chargers. They have desks to use. 
I mean, you can't beat it, really. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like it sounds like a first class bus, really. Like it sounds like it sounds like a much better bus than say the one we took from getting from part of our Germany part of part of our journey from Hamburg to Warsaw. That was an interesting. We had to take a bus partway, and it was just a dog shit bus. <laughs> well, what was the company? Was it? Like I don't a... remember. No. Was, yeah. I think it was like a. I think it was an arm of the Do- Deutsche Bahn, but it was like. <laughs> just a it was bus. shit. <laughs> it was garbage, man. It was just God. whole thing. Whole Jeez. thing smelled like a whole thing smelled like a junior high band trip, like Dude, vomit I, and pee. You know, it was gross. Um, I remember getting on a few of those buses, man. And it, this is again for people that are listening. This is the middle of the summer, May, June, not yeah, May and June. And my friend Jones, you know him. He is he's a sweater. So we get in these buses, and there's no AC at first. We're sitting there for like forty five minutes waiting to start driving, and he is just profusely sweating miserable there's no wi-fi again this is occasionally but for me it's hilarious but there are those times of course that are just utter misery because you are on a public bus at the end of the day but yeah for for the most part it's much better than north american uh transportation so don't sweat it we've had this conversation before the difference between the um, what do you call it? The URL uh, URL pass and the just regular bus and whatever other options you want. The difference is they used to have a great price in it, and it seems like it's gone up now. And weren't you saying that, it, that it's slightly limited in the sense that um, the trains are either late sometimes, or if you miss it, you're fucked, and you can. I mean, there's some mm. complications. Or am I? Was that someone else that was telling me? Uh, no, not necessarily. So I mean, like that one. The one exception to my story is like the Belarusia one, where like this like shoddy train comes like once every like three like three times every day. Um, but no, man, trains actually run really, really well in Europe. Um, like I didn't have a single German or Dutch train that was late by a single minute. Um, it's 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 like a lot of trade offs. Like if someone was to I'd have to sit down with someone who's considering doing this trip and feel out what their needs are more than anything. Cause there's no one answer as to what's better. Cause they each have their pros and cons. I had a first, uh, continuous first class URL pass for two months, which means I could hop on any train, um, that was covered by the URL. And that was all of the UK. They opened up the UK last minute, by the way, like the year before that, the UK wasn't included. And I thought I was going to have to buy a Brit rail pass too, which is totally so cool. expensive, but, too. but it, they opened it up. They opened it up when I got mine in the mail, they opened up the, the travel in the UK. I was pumped. So they have the UK, they've got like almost all the Northern European countries, uh, all the Northern European countries, I should say. Um, the, the spread is wide. Like their network is wide. Um, you get like reduced fares on ferries and, um, buses that are part of that network. Uh, but anyways, I, for a two-month continuous pass, I could hop on any train at any time, going anywhere, and it was included on this pass. And this pass cost me, I'm trying to remember, uh, I think it was like 1300 bucks. Okay, 1300 Canadian. Months. So I th- what is that, like 900 American? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a pretty penny, but you consider if you're going to pay for each train ride you take, it's going to rack up quick. Like, most train train rides are going to be anywhere from 25 euro to 130 euro, depending on where you're going. Yeah. And I mean, that's like not including first class. I had first class with all these, so I could skip right to the first class coaches. I often had like a coach to myself. 
Um, if not, I had like a decent room within the coach uh, to myself. Uh, you get away from you get away from the public, which is nice. Um, it's it's really comfortable. A lot of the trains in Europe are really comfortable trains themselves. Um, and yeah, I could just hop on at any time. Uh, one big piece of advice I'll give anyone if they are going to do trains when they're in Europe. Don't bother making reservations. I know this sounds so ass backwards, but I was hung up on the, how do I reserve this train? Okay, I want to take this train. I got my rail app. I want to get this train. I want to go from point A to point B on this one. Well, how do I book it? Go on the reservation. It's like, oh, you have to go to the train station to reserve it. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I'd go to the train station, and then I'd reserve it. There'd be a reservation fee. And I'm like, why am I paying these reservation fees? It turns out you can just skip that. You can With this Europass, you can literally just walk up to the platform, get mm. on the train, and then the the attendant is going to come by and look at your rail pass, stamp it, you're good. No way. That's no, huge. No no extra costs. No no like no no administrative like garbage. No waiting in lines, man. Um the exception is like sleeper trains. Um those you do have to make reservations for and they are costly. Um but I don't know. Sleeper trains are kind of a kind of rip off cuz you're only going to be on them for like 6 hours, 7 hours, so you might as well just travel the day. But did you for free. Pay- how many was it unlimited trips or how many could you take per month? Yeah, continuous. So two month continuous. No it was a two shit. month continuous, which means I could do it as much as I wanted between those uh, dates. I think that's worth it, especially if you want to see as much as humanly possible. You know? Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. And then, I mean, trains are only going to get you so far, just like you said. So it's like whether you use buses or whether you use trains, totally up to you, depending on your comfort, depending on how much you're going to use it, too, I think is a big deal. Um, if, you're, if you're expecting to travel like I did, where I was like leaving cities every single day, multiple locations per day, then a Eurail pass might be the way to go because if I had to take that amount of Flix buses, as cheap as they are, man, I'm sure it probably would have been too costly for me um or just the yeah, same i don't know for six for 60 something days yeah. it might be a lot yeah it's like probably 1200 euros the thing is you're always going to run into these areas though where you get off the train station you're like okay now i gotta get from point b to point c which is this castle which is like an hour away how do i get there now so that's when you have to juggle okay do i pay for a tour there's usually tours always available to the typical touristy places um you know like um, there's usually dedicated bus lines, dedicated, uh, right, yeah, right. dedicated bus lines or even dedicated, some dedicated trains even that go to these areas. Um, and then your other option is rental cars. So you have to balance like cost and reward. Uh, I do love car cause it's a lot more comfortable, arguably safer and easier with your belongings. You kind of keep For your, sure. yeah, you, know, you don't have to worry so much about where you're going to keep your your stuff. So, I don't know. A lot of trade offs, man. That's like a whole. That's a whole episode in itself that we'd probably have to like format and structure and go through the go through the <laughs> go through we the million points. Talk over that. This is small things like getting on a Flix bus, like like keeping your passport, your wallet, your cash on you, keeping an eye on your suitcase underneath if you have one. Like when you sleep. I mean, I won't go on, but like you, like you said, there's so many like minute details about the, the just transportation. Like what you forget is like before you go on your European trip, you think you're going to be just eating pizza and drinking wine all day. It's not the case. Most of your trip is transportation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's getting from A to B to C to D to E. So like you need to get 
comfortable as you will when you're there, but like be aware that like it's it's tiring. You know what I mean? It is a hundred percent worth it. But like a lot of your trip is moving. It's like anything, man. You're in the airport more than anything. You know, it's exhausting, oh, dude. Yeah, man. My trip was just ridiculous. Like I said, I'd wake up in one city, travel to another city to go see something, travel to another city to find a place to sleep. So like, <laughs> it was okay the first like first little bit but geez man it wears you down quick i'd recommend anyone traveling like if you're going to a place stay in it for two or three days Absolutely. at least yeah. because you're going to get there and you're going to be reeling from the the tired effect of like carrying your stuff walking from the train station to a hostel or something like you're going to be tired there's going to be a good chance you just want to sit down and then maybe spend the night like researching things locally like Especially if you don't have like data plan and you rely on internet, like you're gonna be spending some time like doing some reading, researching on these places, figuring out your best deals. And if you don't have like reservations for a lot of these things or like pre booked appointments or not appointments, like uh like pre booked uh, tours or whatever, I mean you're gonna be spending a lot of time doing all this stuff and then you're gonna wanna wait for that next day where you can wake up at six AM, get your free hostel breakfast, get your day done. Um you know, party at night and then spend the third day kind of hungover and laughing about it. Dude, like, Prague, Prague, like Prague was the perfect example for that. It was, it was the, I arrived in Prague. I hung out with you guys. Cause I, cause you and Jarek had met already the day before. So I hung out with you guys. We like, we laughed, laughed, <laughs> chatted, chilled. And then I slept. And the next day we got up, uh, we, we planned a day or a day out or whatever. Or no, I think we just started day drinking and then we went to a pub crawl and, yeah. Oh, and then, that's and then, another and then, episode for yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> put a put a semicolon right there. Put a DSL code. We'll come back to that uh, one. Christ, that funny. Was... <laughs> dude, I okay. I will not go into detail, but I will never forget that goddamn night. I, I on it almost <laughs> by daily. No details. Don't say dude, it. Don't say it. I will. I will. That will, again. Talk about memories. But um, going back to what the hell were we just talking about? Travel. We're talking about trains. Okay. Travel. Jones and I, okay, we, you know, we have iPhones. We tracked 3,000 kilometers walked in six weeks. 3,000. That's with a, that's with a 40 liter backpack on, dude. My feet were so sore. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not a complete pussy. My feet were so sore. The arches of my feet were so bruised and sore. I couldn't walk. I couldn't dance. I couldn't go to parties. So guys, Take Couldn't care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I would. You're gonna no. listen to more Michael Jackson, dog. I know. <laughs> but seriously, it's crazy, man. Like we were, we would walk an hour. Again, talk about saving money. Instead of taking a taxi or an Uber or a bus or a train from the center to the hostel, we would be like, oh, it's only an everywhere. hour. It's only an hour. Let's walk with every piece of belonging we owned in our bag, <laughs> and we didn't complain. We were used to it, but it takes. A toll. So treat yourself to a decent bed. If you go to a hostel, if it's a if it's a few dollars more, sleep with less people in your dorm because oh it's, there's nothing God. worse than getting woken up in the middle of the night when you all you want to do is sleep. I can't stress it enough. Oh I, my God, I want to throw something into the wall right now, man. I had so many cool hostel experiences and so many bad hostel experiences, but even with even all the cool and bad hostel experiences put together, every single hostel experience basically had the same themes. Constantly getting woken up at night, like just like 
three out of like ten people snoring. Uh, just uh, like every, everyone's on a different schedule, right? Some people are arriving for the first time. Some people are leaving. Some people are having fights with their girlfriends. Some people can't shut the fuck up, and it's like ten p.m. and they're on their phone on speaker. Um, and like you know, you got that like sounds where like people pull out their belongings. There's just like constant crinkling of stuff while they're like you know, it's just annoying. It's you so know, annoying. I man. just I literally would just like put headphones in and fall asleep to like whatever music I could fall asleep to. Um, but yeah, I mean, hostels are all right. Definitely a cheap way to go, but it's one of those experiences. It's like, there's better alternatives for comfort, but it's also the cheapest kind of way. And to do it's, it. the and it's social a good, way. So, yeah, there's a social aspect to it that can't be beat. You get a lot of advice. I mean, like without you guys, I mean like our prog trip trip would have been different. You know what I mean? Like totally different. Um, but yeah, you, you get good intel. You meet a lot of cool people from all over the place. In some cases, you meet a lot of uh, not idiots, but you always meet weird people. Like yeah. some of the hostels where I didn't, I wasn't there for a social. A lot of hostels I actually wasn't in the hostel for a social reason. I was literally getting there like at nine p.m., falling asleep and leaving at six a.m. Um, those ones were the worst because like some people would want to be your friend and you're like, just shut up. I don't. I want to go to bed. You know, like. It sounds mean to say. No, it's true, man. You become slightly heartless after a while. You're like, dude, I'm here to either drink or sleep. I'm not here to become your best friend, okay? Like, (laughs) you'll understand if you start traveling. But, like, I mean, at the end of my trip, man, um, when Jones left me on July 24th, he flew home. And I was in Milan. I was heading east towards Slovenia for, for another month. I was stuck in a Milan hostel by choice, of course. But I was stuck in that shitty fucking four-person room with a shitty bed um, on the on the top on the top bunk, dude. And Jones just texted me from his home in a suburbia, Boston, in a nice queen-size bed and a, like a Tempur-Pedic pillow. Oh, and I wanted to jump out Alex the window, Jones. dude. I the wanted to die, Jones, dude. Yeah. It was just like, again, I'm not a diva, but dude, sleep. When you have not slept well for six weeks, man, and you are comparing yourself to someone that you've just hung out with, that's now sleeping in a beautiful bed. Well, you can last. You can last like what twenty-one days without food, seven days without oh, water, but only like God. two days with two or three days without sleep, right? So, like, if you have like poor sleep, it's just it's it's really bad for your mental health. It's ridiculous. Um, like, and I, I had some bad hostel experiences, man. Like some of the some of the most expensive hostels were the shittiest ones, and some of the cheapest ones were the best ones. Yeah, dude. There's no rhyme or reason per se. No. I will say, people. At- what? Sorry, yeah, you go, you go ahead. I was going to say, get the app Hostel World. There's no other way to do it. Go to Hostel World, go into the settings, filter, whatever, and go up to go 8-star eight, eight to 10-star and do your price range, whatever you want. That's the best way to find a good hostel. Don't oh, fuck yeah. around with Don't. their websites. They are no. garbage, dude. You oh, can't find you can't book it. It's the fucking print is minuscule. It's trash, man. Go well, it's to not even, hostel yeah, world. It's, it's not even yeah. that. It just consolidates all the information for you. It's exactly. really good. I did use the website because I was too lazy to install an app. I did use the website constantly. But like, here's the thing with hostels: like, do your research, people, when you're looking up a hostel. Like, do not skimp on the reviews. Like, you need to make sure they're current, and you gotta figure it out. Go on Google Maps and like check the place from the outside. Even That's location, not yes. like it's not necessarily gonna like tell you much about the outside. But there was really bad hostels, man. Like, oh my goodness, like Munich was one of the worst. Um, 
Munich had one of not the worst hostels, but I had one of my worst experiences in a hostel there. Um, geez, that was a ridiculous moment. And I will say location is without a doubt, one of the most important things Be, uh, after safety, local, which is kind of synonymous location is so important. I don't care how cheap or how high quality it is. If you are 14 kilometers from the center, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? You want to be within probably two kilometers from the center and just like, again, read the reviews, look at the amenities. They have Wi-Fi, they have lockers, et cetera. Just use common sense, but just do your research and yeah. pay, pay a little bit more for a nice hostel. It'll go a long way. Oh, okay. totally. I mean, like, just having a single locker for each person is key. Because, like, well, that one we were in Prague had, like, a communal, like, luggage room. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to leave $4,000 of capital no, equipment in this thing. And I was like, man. well, I guess so, you know. And granted, it is in front of the desk. And B, like, who's going to steal it with all these cameras? Because every single person that checks into hostels has to have their passport. So it's, it's like, really unlikely that someone's going to do that because it's just such a trackable crime. But at the same time, it's just one bad, like, seed. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's, it's one bad seed. And they, what, they can do, what they can do without being seen on camera, too, they can just rifle through your bag, like, while it's in storage, so they can't really, like, see. So, I mean, they could just make, like, a stealthy theft. And, yeah, that was my, that was my anxiety with that. Man, it's just, like, I remember Jones and I, we were taking a flex bus into Brussels. And Brussels, for that, those that don't know, it's a small country, but the center, Brussels, um, is a very popular, well, it's a very wealthy city because that's where parliament is and like the United Nations, all these government agencies. So you'd think every, every commune, every neighborhood would be nice. We take a bus into what is potentially the shittiest neighborhood I've ever seen. We get off the bus. Okay, just for the record, I'm I'm not a th- I'm not a th- I'm not a thick UFC like fighter necessarily, but I'm six feet tall and I do martial arts. I can defend myself. My friend Alex Jones, he's six foot. He's two hundred and twenty pounds. He can fuck you up any day. We aren't afraid physically. We're walking through this neighborhood, man, and every single person is staring at us, looking at her bag, looking at her shoes. We walk by this guy that has a Rottweiler and he's smacking it with a fucking bamboo stick just to get it pissed off and so it barks more, man. Oh we're, my goodness. Dude, where was walking. this, sorry? This is in the this 15 minute walk from the center, central plaza of um, Brussels where like the, oh, the main squares. Bad, dude. dude, Brussels is beautiful if you're in the right neighborhood, man. Yeah, we were, I just we mean were like in for the, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we were in the I okay. I'm just gonna say it. we were in the Muslim quarters. I'm people. I'm not saying every fucking Muslim is bad. I'm not. I'm just saying this neighborhood. The people that were out, specifically men, were fucking horrifying, man. Two males that are taller than anyone in that neighborhood. But I felt in completely out of control, man. So we got to the hostel. First, it was a piece of shit. I could tell the second I walked in. We get to our room. The entire night, man, the window was open, and whatever time of the night was, there was cars revving outside, people screaming. We did not sleep a minute, and the person below me, man, was hitting the wall. He was making noises. He had, like, a fucking blanket wrapped around the entire thing. I literally texted my friend. I'm like, dude, 
keep your phone, wallet, and password under your pillow because I am not. I don't trust anyone, man. What I will say that was a, that was and, a constant every single hostel I was in. <laughs> dude, Dave, I'm sure you can agree. Like, what I will say is this: Do not think you're being an asshole by being cautious or profiling. Whatever it is, just hide your shit, protect your shit, because your passport and your phone are the most important things. If you do not be the ignorant, naive, oblivious traveler that trusts every single person, and then before you know it, your shit gets stolen. Because I've met those people, and they're fucked. You know what I mean? So just be smart. <laughs> that, reminds, just... that reminds me of your frog. Do you remember that like that guy? What was his name? Oh, oh, that fucking idiot, dude. What's his name? Yeah. I forget. He he friended me on Instagram, but he was a goofball, man. Um, what was his stupid name? Oh, his... I don't remember. We'll call him it Josh. It wasn't important Josh, enough, man. Call him yeah, Josh. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that was so funny. I was just like... He like walked away, like finally, and we all look at each other, and I'm like, man, that guy looks like a sex tourist. And we all just, like, wow. Dude, he probably was, man. Like, and the, but the funniest part about that is later that night he came up to us and he's like, I went to the sex museum, and we're like, dude, I told oh you. Oh my god, we called it, dude. I know you and, will meet uh, some weird people, man. Oh my god. And, oh man, he just wouldn't shut up all it. Like it's just, I don't know. He was one of those guys. I hope he doesn't. Who... I hope he's not listening because I mean, I, I just, I feel bad, but he was just one of those guys that like just. You need to take a step back and like stop talking for a second. He was one of those guys that was like he 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 tried to promote and like publicly talk about everything he did in his life. He's like, yeah, I have a website or yeah, I've done this. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't like your presence, man. And I, yes, I'm a public, I'm a dick. I will say that I love my friends, but like, I'm not afraid to just say how it is. But like. This guy was just one of those guys, man, who you just did not want to be around, you know? Yeah, I was like, oh, man, this guy microwaves cats for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably one of the executive producers on, like, don't fuck with cats, dude. He was a motherfucker. <laughs> I'll tell you. Executive like, producer? No, he's the guy that did the murder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was a goddamn guy in the middle of the fucking episode, yeah, dude. He's a real guilty man right there. Jeez. God. Damn. Oh, dude, this is the hostels. thing. Like, bad hostels, dude, man. That's such a good topic. Go ahead. That could that could have been an entire topic. I we kind of went on a tangent, which is completely fine. But like, what? How this guy that... microwaves cats? Or <laughs> <laughs> of course, that'll be another one, dude. We have plenty of episodes. But dude, that's the thing. Like, um, there's so many intricacies to traveling, man. Between, mm-hmm. like, I can't even start to explain them all. It's just like you think of traveling as like I want to go to Paris. I'll go to the uh, the Louvre and the Arc de Triomphe and all these things. You won't, you think of physical places, but you don't think of the shits, the goods, the bads, the people, the foods, the food poisoning, dude. There's so many things to it, man. Oh, it turns think... out, yeah, it yeah. turns out to be like integration by parts. Like you, you have this, you have one problem, but then you got to like slice it into pieces and really break it down to like, well, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Okay, wait, I'm hungry. Where am I going to go get food right now? Like, why is coffee five euros for a hundred milliliters? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, man. There's so many things and my friend alex who frankly i hope to have him on the podcast one day he's as you know he's one of the funniest like the most discreetly funny guys i've he's my, my one of my best friends i've known him for 15 years but like he's never traveled outside of the country besides well to europe specifically before this trip um and for him he had the best time of his life but it was an eye-opener for him because he, he was in so many different 
uh, situations, so many uncomfortable situations <laughs> with so many different cultures, dude. You know what I mean? Like every day it was a new country, man. 26 countries in six weeks, man. Going from zero to that. He dude, loved it. It was amazing, dude. <laughs> that guy cracked me up, man. I remember, like, I don't want to give too many spoilers about the Prague story, but like, we were in that like common area or whatever, and it was just like, <laughs> it was it was the it was the witching hour. You know what I mean? We were all just we were some type of messed uh, up, and he's he's like kind of like he's like macking on this like chick from vancouver and she she was <laughs> she was pretty hot like i remember her, i right? remember like, her i and, remember and i didn't really like see much because i was just like gone at this point but like the last thing i like the last thing i kind of witnessed was like this kid from like this kid like sat down like just uh, just decided to like sit down next to them you know what i mean just like weird like you have to understand this girl's like leaning in on him and everything and like it's like anyone would be like okay leave these two alone because they are on some they're on one right now and and they're flirting, you know what I mean? They're flirting with each other, hitting on each other. Like, why would you get in on that? But this guy's just oblivious, and he sits down, and, like, he's like, hi, guys, I'm from New Jersey. And Alex is just like, good, go back. Jesus Christ. I know, dude. He told me that the next morning. He's like, dude, this fucking kid comes down, and he says, hey, guys, what's up? I'm in the middle of talking to this girl. I'm about to get laid. And this fucking idiot, the guy we were just talking about, blew it up for him, dude. He was so fucking mad because that poor guy i didn't either but he did not get laid or maybe he got one kiss the entire trip and that was maybe his only chance to get some pussy man and that goddamn kid could not read his social cue came down no, and no asked, whatsoever. Hey, hey guys what's going on at 3 a.m dude are you i'm from new jersey me? good go oh, back good i'm from boston kill yourself dude it's like oh my god dude <laughs> Fucking Christ, man. So, yeah, people, if you're listening, read some social cues. Mm. You're in a hostel. You're not there to make buddies. You know what I mean? Well, you are, but not at at three in the morning when there's... Not three in the morning when you're drunk, dude. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. You missed the boat. You missed the boat. Wait for next night. Go to bed if you're alone. If you're with a friend, shit talk. If it was a girl talking to a guy, leave him alone. All right, boys? God damn. Alex and I were doing all right with those two girls. I'm not not saying I had any game there, but, like, I think I just got too messed up. I got too messed up. You know, I just got too drunk. Like, I was the drunk. That is the story. I cannot wait to that episode because (laughs) that is a fucking story. I have have a perspective that you don't because I won't go on. (laughs) Because I didn't have perspective. (laughs) I was in the fourth fourth dimension with no senses. You know what I mean? Dude. Oh, I'm dying to tell a story. So how about this? Let's wrap this goddamn thing up and we'll go on to the next episode sometime this week. But um, dude, this this began as a simple driving story and now we're talking about people and fucking towns yeah, and this transportation, is a man. Pretty God intangible damn. story, but yeah, man. I'd like to I'd definitely like to touch base on stupid hostile experiences, though. That would be oh. a funny one. We'll make an episode about that because I think people can take some value out of that, you know. I mean, I know yeah, I yeah. do. I mean, I learn every single week I learn a new lesson about don't do that, do this, is breakfast worth it, blah blah blah. So again, every part of travel, there's a hundred dimensions to it. So, don't think it's simple. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's amazing, but it's it's a learning curve to it. You know? Absolutely, exactly. Right. I'm writing a book on it. But thanks exactly. for having me again, man. That was, it was it was fun. I appreciate it. Time flew by. All right, buddy. Well, next time we'll go go to the beer store now. Grab a craft beer and tell me what you get next time. <laughs> I will absolutely, dog. All right. <laughs> you have a good night. All right. Yes. Thanks a lot. You too. folks that was dave newson 
Sorry about the old Wi-Fi break up there. It was the uh, sitting in the basement here, so my fault. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed our little tangent and Dave's story. That was not one of our funnier ones, but there's many more to come, so do tune in. For now, buy my book, Don't Get Coronavirus, and keep on breathing people's necks. Adios for now. I'm kidding about breathing your necks. Toodaloo.